Okay, we are recording, and this is our July 1st roundtable discussion where all of our members are welcome to come in. You're welcome to submit your questions if you are not available. And this is Faye, and I sell Medicare plans. And these are all members of I sell Medicare plans group. Um, I'm going to start, I guess, with the first question, and then I'm not sure, and there may be different parts to it that you, you all may be able to answer. The question was, what is the best SEP probing questions to ask? And the young lady that put the question uh, in the group went on to explain that with SEP and AEP, she wasn't sure what questions to ask during SEP. Now, I'm assuming she wants to ask the questions of those people who have no election periods now, but may be ready for A&P. How, how do you read that question? Well, I would read that question as how to figure out if there's an SEP available for that particular beneficiary. And um, if they qualify, whether it's medical for a C-SNP or income for a D-SNP, or if they're a veteran for the OCC SEP, that would create an opportunity. That's how I would hear that question. Okay. Anybody else interpret the question any differently and then answer no. it for us, please. I agree um, with what she said. I mean, I think she's just hunting around for what your favorite SEP is outside of, you know, the typical AEP, OEP things. Um, I know for us, uh, chronics are huge. I probably sell more chronic plans even than duals a lot of times this time of year. Okay, so you're thinking to answer the question would be um, how to ask those questions of a customer to find out which of those would apply? Well, yeah, she's I think, looking for a probing question. Go ahead, question. Rebecca. Sorry, uh, Rob. I think she's just looking for what probing questions she should ask that will take you down a road to lead to an SEP. So those questions would be like, you know, what's your income? By chance, do you qualify for Medicaid or LS? The chronic questions, are you diabetic? Do you have a heart condition? Are you institutionalized? Um, the veteran question, that's a great one, and very few agents even think of that one. You know, moving, that's another one. Have you moved in now this plan service area? I think she's just looking for a sheet that she could write this down on and a drill down sheet to know specific questions to ask to see if there is an SEP that maybe the people don't even know about. Yeah, and in certain states, they may qualify for a state pharmaceutical assistance program which doesn't require them to be full or even partially Medicaid eligible. In New York, it's called Epic. In New Jersey, it's called PAD. Depending on the state that she lives in or the state she's marketing to, there may be an SPAP that would create a one-time election period also. And very few people know about those kind of election periods, even agents that have been in the business a while, or even if they do know it, they don't use it enough that they forget to ask. It's true. That's true. Rob, you were going to say something. 
No, I was just going to, you know, break down those three enrollment periods. Uh, I would have to lean on the other two uh, gals on the phone. I do a lot more D-SNPs than I do C-SNPs, just the rural part of Ohio. We don't have the same access to the C-SNPs that you ladies have in different states. But, I mean, a good question is not to forget, are you a veteran? You know, uh, a lot of times, as Rebecca said, uh, sometimes we forget about that. You know, the veterans, a lot of times, then you need to go to the next level to see if they're paying for their Part B premium. If you have a veteran who's paying for his Part B premium and he or she gets their medications through the VA, now you can put them in a great situation. I think in all states they have the um, payback where the plan is going to offset part of the Part B premium. You know, so you're creating a huge opportunity uh, for your veteran in that situation. I mean, I hear from my vets all the time, Rob, why should I pay for my Part B premium? Mm -hmm. Obviously, that extra protection is there. But now I know here in Ohio, with the Honor PPO, I can offset $40. I know some states it's a $50 give back, which is even better. You know, so when you create that scenario, I just had a veteran I took care of yesterday, and his main concern was he travels some. So he's concerned in some of the areas that he travels, there's not a VA clinic close. So I was easily able to put him in the Honor PPO, which addressed that need, also gets him a $40 give back on his Part B premium and um, entitles him to some extra benefits as well. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy concept. If you take 40 bucks a month that they're getting in addition you know, additional on their social security check. Now we've created a $40 copay account logically to where now if they need to go to a civilian doctor, um, they have the money to do that without having to cost any additional out of their pocket. And if they don't, that's more money that they can spend on, you know, whatever needs they need to spend on. The dual, a lot of times with the dual, I mean, if you just ask for the red, white, and blue card, you know, part A's hospital, part B is uh, medical. And then most people know if they're paying for the part B premium. Obviously, if they're not paying for the part B premium, that's an easy if they're Medicaid eligible or even LIS eligible. You have your one enrollment period quarter. So it's very simple you know, in that environment to identify if you have an SCP. Yeah. Very good point. Very good point, Rob. And to piggyback on what Rob was saying about um, the veterans, if they're using the VA for their medications or, or you know, and they're happy with that, they've still got an SCP, which is the OCC, where they can enter into an MA only. And they can still consider use. They can still use the VA for their script if they're getting, you know, zero copays or very, very low copays. But simply add on a huge network of doctors that they'll have access to in the civilian world. For you know, if they're it, it, because it always comes down to a time or a distance problem in using the VA hospitals. Either they can't get in, or it's too far away, or if they travel, as Rob said, there may not be a VA facility close enough by. So that OCC gives them that opportunity to land into an MA only and to continue using the VA for their prescriptions. A lot of people don't know about that SEP. What if they're using the VA for their prescriptions and they decide later to go to Part D? You mean Do like they get penalized? Nope, no. Nope. Part D is credible if they're using the okay. VA. Part B is not credible. 
but part D is there'll be no penalty if they're using the VA for their prescriptions and then they decide to buy a standalone PDP 10 years later, 20 years later, there is no penalty. It is creditable coverage. Thank you. Those are all great, great answers. Um, and I'll just kind of recap the diff some of the SEPs that we've covered. Uh, moving, of course, is obvious. So we could always ask, um, have you moved recently? Uh, and that's, that's what you have 63 days, if I recall. So that's within the last 63 days. And then, of course, there, the veterans, with the veterans, you have several um, options or several different ways to go with the veterans to create an SEP opportunity for them and still give them added benefits. And not all areas, because in Central Florida, in the county where I am, we don't have, um, well, no, I take that back. We do. But the companies that I have do not have a give back um, program. But there, there, is a, there is a plan out there that can be offered by an independent agent who has all of those plans available. Uh, and that's a good, that's a good one because that does put 40 or $50 back into the pocket of the veteran. And then with income, uh, as Rob mentioned, if you ask someone, are you, um, do you pay for part B? And if they don't pay for part B, that's a great clue right there. So that's a, one of the questions that you could ask to find out if they're going to qualify in terms of Medicaid. Another one might simply be what I've done so as not to embarrass the customer is take the chart. I, I use the chart that's presented for the state of Florida and for our area. And I just put the chart down on the table. I said, look at this chart. You're single, you know, I've already determined if they're single or if they're married. So is your household income above or below this number? And I point at the number. And then when they see where it is, because often sometimes people are, they don't want to come out to tell you what their income is. So I think that's a, a easy way of finding out about the income. And it's easy then because once they tell me, well, it's below this, but it's above that, then I know right from the chart where they're gonna qualify in terms of uh, either LIS or a dual opportunity because LIS is another one that I don't think you guys mentioned, but LIS is one that definitely can be used because sometimes they don't get the letter that says that they do qualify for LIS and may not be aware. And then uh, the other one is chronic and um, Rebecca mentioned that during this time, during the SEP IEP periods, they're doing a lot of chronics. And that's often what we say, kind of save the chronic plans for as sort of a last resort, uh, because they're not always, I mean, for the specific disease, they may be great. In other words, the diabetic gets insulin with zero copays or, um, you know, unlimited podiatry visits because they're diabetic, 
But in terms of other co-pays, it may not have been the greatest opportunity. So the chronic plans are definitely ones you can ask questions. Do you have heart disease or um, di are you diabetic to fit them into a chronic plan? Are were there any others that you can think of questions yes. that can be asked during the SCP? What about a five yes. star? You know, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yep, the, the five star, that's a year round walking SEP. Right. Um, and it also right. pays to mention that the dual SEP that used to be 12 times a year is now reduced to three times a year, right? It's once per quarter right. and you can't right. in the fourth quarter. So it right. pays to note that the dual SEP is not monthly anymore. No. You're lucky uh -uh. in Florida because you have plans that if you qualify for partial Medicaid, you don't have to be full dual or full Medicaid to get a dual plan. In the Northeastern states and some other states, it's gotta be full. A partial, a partial Medicaid, it does not qualify them for anything. There is no SCP if they don't qualify for LIS. So it's a I think in Texas they have some partial some plans with partial uh, eligibility as well. Yeah, some states. So yeah. it depends on the state that you're domiciled. Mm -hmm. So another thing in trying to find ways to put someone someone into a plan, create an opportunity for a change during these periods would be to definitely know the plans that you represent. Absolutely. and how to use them, use them, use them all to your advantage. Uh, anything else? I guess we have beat the best SEP probing questions to ask to death. We won't ride that horse anymore. So <laughs> let's, let's go, let's do the round table and anybody that has anything to offer in terms of what you did during June, to close the month, what's coming up for July, what are your expectations? Um, and I just always start at the top of the screen. Joanne? Ah, no, no pressure. Um, actually, <laughs> we are doing, we are uh, perfecting our online compliant presentations that are actually educational educational Medicare 101s and using uh, LinkedIn and other social media platforms to invite either T65s or over 65s to come see a state-specific Medicare 101. So in, in New York, for example, the SPAP is a biggie. Um, for folks, EPIC is the name of the State Pharmaceutical Assistance Program. And the majority of folks don't even know that it's out there, but it's a very generous qualification. If you're a uh, single and you earn less than $75,000 or 100,000 as a couple, you qualify for EPIC. There's your SCP. And that gives you discounts on your pharmacy. So people don't even know about that. So when they hear about that, it opens up a huge opportunity and they wonder, they scratch their head, huh, can I get some discounts on my scripts? Can I get out of that donut hole and avoid that altogether? So we get a lot of business out of those compliant presentations. Library presentations um, over the internet. We, we have libraries that actually do the advertising for us. We're trying to get into the social media platform as much as possible to sort of compete with the call centers out there. So that's, our, that's, that's what we're focusing on right now. 
Great. Okay. So you're actually doing your uh, Education 101 or Medicare 101 presentations virtually? Only virtually. Yeah. Only virtually. Okay. And what about, did you say you're doing them in LinkedIn? Well, we, we actually do the invitations. We have invitations. We advertise them, if you will, for lack of a better word. LinkedIn, Twitter, certainly not on TikTok, but Facebook. Um, we have Facebook for business pages all over the place. Um, and as you know, Faye, I'm an, I'm a, I do lots and lots of recruiting. So I advertise them on Indeed and in any other recruiting platforms for agents to, 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 to join in and learn how to do those so that they can get clients. And in okay. all cases, we'll do the presentation for them, but the business goes to them. So okay. yeah, any social media platform that we can use, we use. Okay, great, sounds good. You okay. know what, uh, I think everybody will agree that um, a lot of what we do for the upcoming AEP will be virtual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've, um, Walmart, you know, retail opportunities, I'm sure, are going to open up if the stores are open. So we're actually, we started ordering masks that say, got Medicare mm -hmm. questions, ask me on the mask. So, oh, okay. Uh, we'll see. Are you, you, are you going to do shields as well? Some people are doing shields, the facial shield and the mask. Actually, if, if, there's, are... if there's a kiosk which, which mm -hmm. we've sat at the kiosks, they have their own plexiglass now, sort of like when you go to the supermarket. So oh, they'll be okay. protected. They'll be protected. Okay. okay, Medicare Wonder Woman. Well, I wanted to chime in on it, Joanne there. They are opening up a TikTok advertising platform, so you might want to look into it. Wow, well, thank you for letting me know because I thought that was really just for like my kids, you know? That, like, <laughs> dances. At the beginning of the week, for love it. <laughs> so dig into that. Thank I you. someone mentioned TikTok and one of the social media platforms, and I just went over there last Friday night, and I must have been there about an hour looking and laughing. I had so much fun laughing at people dancing and the jokes, and it was fun. I really didn't see though any, you know, like commercial advertising, but I can see where. Since now, a lot of people will watch, that will become a platform for Love advertising. It. Yeah, they're just opening it up, and they're only allowing like certain kinds of businesses, but I would definitely check into it if you're um, doing all that. Thanks, Rebecca. No problem. <laughs> I'm going to steal your mask idea. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good. That's what this is for. Oh, I thought I told you, Rebecca, that I, have, I bought a rubber stamp that has my name and my telephone number on it and I sell Medicare plans. So I ordered the mask and I just stamp it with the rubber stamp Love it. down in the lower left-hand corner. So I don't know, it's not that big though, not as big as probably the one that Joanne's talking about. So it may not be a good idea because people have to get pretty close to read it because it's so small. Don't get that close to me. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe our, our plexiglass should come included with a um, the microscope. What's that where your uh, look make things look bigger? Magnifier. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Ten feet away from you and see. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so, Rebecca, did you have any great um, achievements for June that you wanted to tell the group about or what's coming up in July? We had a really good June in the office, actually. But we do a bunch of mixed enrollments, not just Medicare. We also do the ACA stuff. And, you know, with COVID and everything, people are still getting laid off and things like that. So um, we actually had a fantastic June. We broke our June record. Woohoo! Um, yes. Woo so we had a fantastic um, And right now, I mean, I'm trying to just personally just knock out certs. I got AHIP done, United Healthcare done, Cigna done, Amerigroup done. Oh, my. And I'm jealous. I've got, I've got like six or seven of them done so far. I think I'm about halfway through. Um, I got to do certs that I don't even sell for being in multi-states, which is fun. <laughs> oh, jeez. So just trying to get them all knocked out for the team so the team can lean on me when they got questions and stuff. Um, and then ultimately just starting the countdown for AP and to start preparing. I mean, with COVID is changing things. I do have an office front and I am actually changing the way I'm going to market the office this year. We do do Walmarts for the team as well. So I got teams out in Walmarts and HEBs, but for my personal strategy this year, I am changing it up a little bit and yeah, I'm actually going to do some old school stuff. Go back to, you know, lighted billboards and I think some radio station ads, you know, really hit local hard Love because it. I can control mm -hmm. the office and I can control to make sure people can still come see me in a safe environment where, you know, we have them one at a time where they're not, you know, lined up like in a Walmart or even scared right. to hit 10 other appointments before you went into their in-home I can control that environment and I can let them know that I can control that environment. So they'll feel safe coming to the office. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, reach out a little more old school and do some radio stuff and let them know that our office, you know, is safe. It, it's distance friendly. I mean, all our desks have always been six feet far anyways. And, and just let them know that they can shop local. They don't have to stress over somebody coming to their house and they can stay safe. Yeah. Yeah, and because you have the office, you, you're right. You can control it. You can control how many people are in your office at one time. You can control what time people come in, uh, as well as you know how many of your employees are there. So you can. That's really, really controlling your uh, customers. They that will make them feel safer. I that's, think they would. I, I submitted for thirty. Um, events um mm -hmm. just the united healthcare so far i still got to submit to the other carriers you know formal style events right in the office where i can really space people out and give them that you know courtesy into <coughs> and i'm just i'm putting more focus on kind of just you know a little more old style i know facebook and stuff's huge and we do a lot of stuff there and i agree with the online educationals too we will offer those as well but for my personal self, I am going to really focus on driving business to the office. Safe business to the office is basically going to be our motto for this AEP. <laughs> That's a good idea, I think. That's a great idea, Rebecca. Um, I could see where that, that can work very well for your community-based marketing. And you do that grassroots marketing so, so well. That's well, you good. You've got a good handle on it. Yeah, that's my niche. Now, I yeah. mean, for 
agents and across the states, of course, everybody's marketing strategy is a little different. And I try to get with all the agents in July, you know, as they're doing their certs and stuff and sit down with them and figure out their goals and how they personally want to market or where they feel comfortable this year marketing. And then uh-huh. we'll build their strategies around them. But for my personal strategy, that's where my head's at. Sounds good. Mary Lou. What are yes, you doing ma'am. coming up or what have you been doing? You've been trying to get your, did you ever get your lead source set up? Not yet. Not yet. I'm still going to call data. Was it data USA? I just haven't had time. Okay. US, um, okay. US data. Yeah. I've just been swamped with ACA and I do, mm-hmm. group, I do small group business too. So I've been pretty busy. Um, I'm just, need to focus on my certifications right now too and y'all were talking about putting the i sell medicare on your thing i've got a big pin that i wear when it gets closer to aep i wear it all the time um that just says Uh, i sell or ask me about medicare ask me about medicare Mm -hmm. yeah i think think we all had those at one time didn't we yeah yeah Yeah. Joanne's uh, mask idea to the next level, though, and since she gave me the idea, I'm going to give her one back. Have masks made where it says, I got my Medicare at. Give them to the client when they sign up, and then they wear that around the store. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Now, that's even a better idea. Even, I mean, let's say if you have a kiosk in Walmart, and they you, they don't even have to sign up there, but they fill out the permission to call slip. You've got something from them. Give them the mask to wear that says, I got, I my, got Medicare my Medicare at. from Faye. <laughs> That's great. That. That's, That's a good cool. idea. Thanks, oh, Rebecca, man. your grassroots marketing mind never, never sleeps. It just keeps turning and turning. Thank you. <laughs> Another I'm thing sorry, I'm, Mary Lou, you have the floor. Okay. Another thing I'm doing is I've had uh, a couple of financial planners that I do, they refer business to me, but they've asked me to branch out in some other states because they've got a lot of clients around Texas too. So I'm now trying to get all that done. Certification, so on that. This, is, this is the time. And I don't know why, I guess it's just, you know, you get in the habit of doing something. Um, the, the AHIP and all that stuff started for me, I thought a little bit early. So I always started to do those things <laughs> July 1st, but guess what? It's July 1st. I know. So I, came I have to do those things this week and get them out of the way. But uh, yes, we all have to do those and get them done. And it is best to just go ahead, get it done, buckle down, take a day or two and do them all and get it over with. I'm a terrible procrastinator. I, I got them done earlier last year. I have done. I day. have. Yes, I know, Mary Lou. <laughs> I have. I have been in your shoes. <laughs> Back when I first, right after I first started, um, what was a couple of years, I guess, or three. I thought Humana's deadline date was a certain date, and I thought I had until then. So I sat down to start and started doing it, and it was the day before. So I lost some clients. I learned a valuable lesson not to wait till the last minute. Right. Um, right. Just, yeah. Try to talk them out the day they hit. Whatever carrier hits that day, that's the one I do, and it's done. And then when the next carrier comes out, I do it that day. I can't stand it sitting there saying, do me, do me. Oh, I'm <laughs> just too busy to do one that often. 
So you know, another <laughs> thing that I would like out of a round table is to find out what everybody is doing in their advertising on, on um, Facebook and whatnot, social media. Okay. We can, we can go around and, and do that. We can actually, we may have enough time to actually do that tonight. So um, let's let Rob tell us, Rob, what was your June like and what you got coming up in July and Mr. Activity that I have named you because Rob is the person when he sends me what he's done for the day, it just, it makes me tired. Mm, I can't imagine. Uh, the only way I could imagine it is if I were sitting in one place and all those people came to me, if I had, if I were in an office like Rebecca's and all those people came to me, but no, Rob is out traveling to all these people. What have you been doing, Rob? Yeah, you know, I just create that massive activity. Faye, to give you an idea, um, since things have opened up here in Ohio, I just celebrated my two-year anniversary uh, at the Assurance Group in June, so I wanted to break some uh, personal records. So I explained to you, Faye, that I was uh, using our call center as a way to increase activity. So two weeks ago, I was able to collect 26 enrollments in a week. Last week, I did 21 enrollments. So wow. 47 enrollments in uh, two weeks. So I figured, I just told, I think I texted this day that, uh, not that, you know, it's the end of June going into July now, but I'm gonna see how close I can get to 100 enrollments in that four week stretch. I'm a little different, I don't spend, I don't really do any advertising in the Medicare space. Um, I just collect permission and contacts. And uh, <clears throat> I usually try to follow up. A lot of my business is dual SNP, you know, so if I'm serving the final expense, you know, I'll come back later in the day and take care of the Medicare, take that customary break. Uh, we, Our home office, the lead house, they come out with a uh, really nice uh, Medicare savings uh, program lead. Uh, that is um, very attractive to the dulcet population. So I'll have um, the lead house drop plenty of those in my neck of the woods and really rely on those. That's a new lead for us this year. So in um, running those towards the end of OEP, that was uh, uh, a very nice lead. So really, I just, as far as AEP is concerned, and we have a relationship with Humana where we get some preset appointments, and there's not too many people that are willing to drive the two to three hours from the office that I'm linked with. So not having that competition uh, is really nice for me, and uh, having some of those uh, preset Humana leads, and then um, I'll be relying on our Medicare savings leads and just follow up. One question that I had that I was interested in the ladies answering I'm getting ready for my third AEP this year, and I, I hear different strategies as far as uh, following up with your clients uh, when you have to, you know, change their plan or have to sit down with them. I know a lot of people try to do that during pre-AEP, you know, before in that October 1st, October 15th, and then other people seem like their strategy is to save those to the end because you already have a relationship and they're already a strong you know, client. Um, what are your ladies' opinion as far as how to handle your existing book of business so um, you're making sure that they're in a good place and, and happy going into the new year? I personally send out a letter 
on September 1st that lets them know like a preempt letter that we're fixing to come into AP and they're fixing to get a whole bunch of calls and whatnot. But I let them know in the letter that we, my office will be reaching out to them to update their drug list and to chat with them about the changes and if they're having any issues in their plans. And then about September 15th, uh, one of the girls at the office literally starts calling everybody and gets their drug list update. So by the time October 1st is rolled around, we've made two touches already to our book of business. <laughs> Sorry. Two touches <laughs> <laughs> already to our book of business. So when October 1st rolls around, my clients aren't getting antsy or stressing when they see other agents like in Walmarts and things like that, thinking, oh gosh, I need to get this done. I haven't heard from my agent. I honestly think waiting till the very end is hard and you're going to lose customers that way if you haven't at least geared them up to let them know that you're thinking about them, you're on their radar and you will get to them. I would agree with that, that I would never wait until the end, Rob. Um, that's, I mean, it's, it doesn't even seem fair to the customer. Agreed. I mean, you, you, you're kind of taking them for granted. You're saying to yourself and to them, well, I know you're a customer, so I'm not going to talk to you until I finish going out here and finding these other customers. And, um, you know, you just can't treat your customer like a stepchild. You, I think touching them first and staying in touch with them all during the year is important. And I always made it a point to let them know sometime in September, I will be in touch with you between October 1st and October 14th. If you need me anytime after that, call me. You can call me at any time, but I definitely will be in touch with you to review and I do, I do it between October 1st and October 15th, but that's when I tell them too. Now, beginning in November, you're going to get your ANOC, your annual notice of change. So, because I already will know what the changes are in their benefits, when they have their ANOC in their hands, it makes more sense to tell them what the changes are to their plan and see if they need any, you know, to make a change in, in plan. So I don't, I, I never went over the, the drug list so much, but um, I could see where that would be important also. We do the drug list ahead of time. So we know if like a drug is being moved off a formulary where it's going to be a problematic drug. And then also just to verify and make sure they're not on something new or hit the donut hole. And then for people like that, Brandy, who makes these calls for me in my office, those are red flags for her. And what she tries to do is then already get them on an appointment with me, whether it's a phone call or in person during open enrollment, because that's a red flag. She knows that I'm going to want to look at that drug or those changes and make sure they're still on the right plan. And so she automatically gets them set with an appointment. Yeah, it wasn't such a big year, a big thing until a couple of years ago when the formulary started changing so much. You really have to be careful with it now. Well, Humana yeah. was a disaster when they took their Walmart plane and jumped up like 50 bucks. Right. Right. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're right. Dumb. You know, the other thing about being careful, I mean, contacting them early is if they get something in the mail from the carrier and something else looks good to them, 
and they make a change, you may not be able to keep them. Yeah, I would agree with yeah, you. Yeah, they'll call that 800 number and you'll lose them. Right. I agree with what you say, Fed, I, um, said Faye. I think that calling the existing clients first is the most important. Um, we let them know. We do an ANOC, a pre-ANOC, like Rebecca was saying, in September, hey, you're going to be getting a notice of change um, with the agent information in there. Uh, in some cases, we have some brokers that have large books of business and we break it up by carrier or by plan and we do what's called a sly broadcast and send out a message via voicemail and text to each of the beneficiaries saying in regards to your AARP, I know changes are coming. We're doing three member meetings on each Tuesday of the month at 10 a.m. and have them come into the office and try to do group meetings. Now, I don't know how that's gonna work this year. You know, it might be by webinar it might be by GoToMeeting platform, it might be by Zoom, but we try to lump together, like if you know, if you have 20 clients on the same plan, you can discuss the changes of that plan to that group, and it just saves a lot more time. So, you know, that we try to get mm. them to group, to group together by plan. But we also start in September letting them know that an ANOC letter is coming and changes will be made, and that would be the first point of contact is to them. The new clients come later. So that another right. into your, you know, you can't get a fox in your hen house. Um, Rob, I would suggest if you if you can, based on the kind of activity that you do and you you're running all that activity alone and you don't have the office space like Rebecca, that you might hire someone to make those calls that Brandy makes for Rebecca. And when she sees, I mean, or he or she, when you, you could tell them, give me, you know, feedback the information to me, and then you will know the ones that you need to personally make an appointment or telephone appointment or whatever to speak with, because you're obviously not going to be able to personally meet with all of them. Um, that might be one way to help you, because your book has grown so much do you think yeah that's a great idea and uh, i did send that letter out uh last year um it seemed to help so ex excellent ideas and i actually took your idea that you shared with me a while back Faye, and trying to make a connection with uh, a location like a restaurant in my different towns where most of my business is i don't know that i'll be able to do what you do and just sit at the restaurant and have them come but I figured I'd establish a relationship there. It could bring some referrals and give me the opportunity to have a location since I don't have an office there to at least, you know, uh, funnel right. people into me. Whenever you can cut down your travel time, it's great. Um, but now in Florida, because of the resurgence of COVID-19, we can't do restaurants. Right. So right. we're looking at hotels. So uh, the hotel, uh, the hotels that have the uh, meeting rooms. So that's a place where if you don't have an office, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but do you know it might be better even than a hotel for you, Faye? Because what? those are in business is a bank. A lot of banks have a little conference room that uh, you can use for things like this. Right. Be a lot cheaper I, than a you're hotel. right. 
It would be, and they may not even charge because it, the, the one bank that I'm thinking of, it is a community room. And for community people, you can use it as long as you book it, but I don't know, booking it for maybe four hours, four to six hours, they may charge, but I'll look into that. But we can't use the restaurants, Rob. I just wanted to let you know so that if it happens that you can't use the restaurant, you can always find uh, maybe a bank community room or some other place that you know will be safe for customers to come and still set your appointments up so that people are coming when one's leaving and another one's coming. So, you know, you, you don't have a crowd. Maybe a room um, in a library. Library. I'm sorry. A library. Maybe a room in a library. Our is closed for COVID. That's what I'd fear. Uh, I'd wanna... Yeah, the library will not let us use the room. I our library has the perfect place, but they won't let us use it. Mm. I was so. thinking of bank because they'll be open during COVID. Um, other insurance offices, believe it or not, for you guys that don't touch um, PNC or maybe even right. live a state farm or something they don't mess with medicare all state they don't mess with medicare you know and they may have an extra room an office that you can use for you know open enrollment and they may enjoy because you'll bring people in that maybe they don't know that they can meet maybe do something with their auto insurance plus you can help them manage their people that are looking for stuff especially agencies that do large group they usually have a pretty big conference room yeah that's true and i did i sort of reached out but i didn't do it personally i sent emails to all of the insurance agencies um that are members of the chamber of commerce with me to ask if any of them wanted to partner you know to find out what businesses they did and if they wanted to partner or if they had a room or a desk that i could rent for that period and only one answered um so i need to follow up with him so i kind of explored that that is a possibility as well so that's that's another idea for you rob it's just where you can sit if you can sit in one place and cut your drive time you could see probably see more people yep absolutely uh, good ideas wants, ladies Thank you. Thank you all for contributing and sharing your ideas. Mary Lou wants to know, what are we doing for advertising? I'll tell you, Mary Lou, I don't do a lot of advertising. I do co-op uh, with uh, one of the carriers that I work with, and they do a lot uh, to help with, um, uh, you know, those those local newspapers. Penny savers. Yeah. It's the ours isn't called penny saver, but that's that's exactly so they do that. And so they do that for me for like a 13 week period. And it's there, it, you know, my ads in the paper and over 13 weeks, you know, I get calls from it. Sometimes it's even after the ad has stopped running, but people are just looking in the paper. Um, but what I did in June for the entire month of June, I ran one ad on Facebook and it wasn't, it was not, not an ad for business. It was for engagement. So I received over 700 engagements and 
464 likes for my page. So now I have an audience of people who meet the criteria for Medicare who to whom I can build an ad for the Medicare season. And that's why I did that. I had, it was over 700, probably more than that, who actually saw the ad, but 460 something who liked the page. So that meant that those people, I can build an ad for everyone who's liked my page. So I'm going to be sending it just to those people who have seen something from me already. And I only pay $3 a day. For the What'd you ad. put on there? What'd you put on there? It's a picture, uh, and you've probably seen it on my Facebook page. Um, it's a, a picture of, of a group of seniors, and they're all sitting around the table, and they're having fun. And I did one before that with the birthday cake, and that was targeted just for turning 65, and I didn't do as well. So I decided to do it. I think I went up to age 65. 67 or 68 because those people in that group can often change their Medicare supplements uh, even for a lower supplement if they don't want an MAPD. No. So um, it, it just, just was to get an audience that I could do an ad for. And that's really the only advertising that I've planned that's a good idea, though. I did a funny one last year during AP. It must have been like two in the morning. I mean, my agents were like sitting around because I had agents that actually moved in my house during AP last year. <laughs> and we come up with sexy grandpa for our Facebook campaign. And man, we found this 70 year old man that was built and good looking. And he was like in a Santa suit and then we wrote like a Medicare script with it. And this sucker went viral. There was like 10,000 likes and four or 5,000 shares. It was crazy. That's incredible. Wow. I don't think we sold one dang plan from it, but it was so much fun to watch. And the comments were hysterical. There, there, <laughs> there was more men commenting on it. Be like, well, if he's going to come to my house and sell me Medicare, I'm in. <laughs> be like I didn't see this in my plan benefits, you know. Just like I said, I don't think we sold one plan off of it, but it was fun to watch and read the comments. It went nuts. We called it. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> well, this will be the first time that I will actually do any any uh, Facebook ads for the Medicare season, so. I'll I'll keep you posted on what happens. Okay. <clears throat> Does anybody, anybody else, else doing anything? Well, we I mean my mail drops for us. The carriers do mail drops. I advertise in the newspaper. I'm gonna do radio as this year. Um, we have a company that does texting like a mass text that people have signed up for, for coupons and stuff. And we usually have him do a couple of texts throughout AEP. Um, 
try to think we do giveaways like right now i have a giveaway going right now in the office for a grill a mega master grill that we're going to draw on friday fourth of july i mean basically anything to just get people to notice you and what you do Rob, did Rob go away? I guess he did. Yep, I lost him. So, Joanne, do you do any advertising, Facebook, or? Uh, we have LinkedIn pages, Facebook for business pages, Twitter feeds, um, lots of LinkedIn advertising and boosting. Um, all social media platforms we use a texting company but it's 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 not just texting it's voicemails as well and it's um they're they're personalized for an area a carrier it's national heart month with uh every every other week we're doing different slide broadcasts to attract business um email campaigner lots of lots of constant contact email invitations for informational webinars either on medicare 101 or um benefit uh, uh oh i just went blank benefitsomething.org um what is it benefitscheckup.org where seniors can save money on things like their electric bills, their tax services, things that are not CMS compliant, you know, regulated. So you can just sort of, they, you can just sort of help them save money on something. And then, oh my goodness, they're going to bring all their friends and see if they, the average that you save a, a senior is a thousand dollars per year wow. on something that you didn't know you qualified for. And then all of a sudden it's, well, maybe they can help me with their Medicare too. You know, maybe, maybe this person can help me save money on Medicare costs. So we, we do a lot of um, loss leaders to get in the door, but the only thing that we do is Medicare. We don't do like group, which is such a great in. We partner with financial planners, PNC agents, lots of CPA, lots of CPAs, because CPAs sit at Walmart, they sit at uh, different banks, um, and, and they, you know, people trust them with their most intimate asset, their money, so they ask questions about Medicare, so we put an advertisement in each return that they, that they complete. Um, anything that works, we try. RV market carriers have recreational vehicles where they'll let you sit. It's a kiosk, but it's, a, it's got wheels. And they'll put it in the middle of the mall in a lower income demographic. Lots of dual activity with that. Uh, Dallas market has, UHC has a relationship with the Goodwill stores, like Senior Wednesdays, and they'll set up a table. Yeah. 13 or 14 different Goodwill stores and uh, they'll place agents there with all the giveaways, all the goodies, all the swag, and they'll advertise that it's Senior Wednesday at that Goodwill 10% off. And then people pass by your table and, hey, can I have a free pen? And I know that name, United Healthcare. You know, lots of got this, got this, want more billboards at the food pantries. Lots of live grassroots advertising in that. Laundromats, lots of pull tabs. We do. We do a lot of grassroots. We we have those in Florida too, but right now we can't do them. So they probably can't do them in Texas either. No, probably right about that. I don't think I'd mm -hmm. want to. <laughs> I, 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 I really agree with you on that one. Yeah, that's just kind of in the back of my mind as always. But yeah, we put we, we do a lot of rack cards. 
um, and we personalize them, like for a vet office, for example, or a vision office, are your is your eyewear being paid for? If not, call me. Are you getting a discount on your dental bill? If not, call me. Kind what of kind of cards did you call them? They're rack cards, R-A-C-K. I mean, you can print them off at Staples. Um, if you if you have United Healthcare, Mary Lou, the the one that they have a a great dental, um, several dental pieces on a toolkit that's free. You can just download it, and they have cards on there too that you yeah. can download. And you're I do a lot of United Healthcare. If you're if whoever your United Healthcare representative, you know your broker manager, they offer a lot of free marketing or um, free postage for dual mark uh, mailers because they're looking to up their SCP game too. Yeah, they tend to have more money to spend in DSNIP than regular. They'll give you magnets for your car. You know, ask me about Medicare. They bull. I don't. I, I don't. I won't put that on my car. I know, <laughs> Mary Lou. You're in Dallas, right? Yes. Um. Uh, Who's your UHC rep? I use um, Mike Smith at the brokerage. No, oh. no, no. You're actually UHC. Yeah, manager. you're the carrier it's rep. Shana. Shana. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know Shana. I did. I did a meeting for her. We did a meeting for oh, her. Oh, I love her. She's such a sweetheart. Ask, just ask her. Just say, do you have any co-op dollars available? I want to market to the DSNIP folks. And okay. you, she'll say, sure. Whatever you spend, I'll match it. And then go to the brokerage and say, you know, UHC is going to co-op. Will you co-op? Exactly. Exactly. And then you get your other half paid. That's right. Even if they say one third, one third, one third, or even if you yeah. pays half and then you and you and the brokerage pay the other half, pay the other half. It's worth it. On a mailer, okay. you can decide healthcare to pay the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with with DSNIP, done like weekly. I mean, all over Texas for people. I mean, agents. Mm. I mean, all you got to do is ask, ask the right person, really. <laughs> and ask yeah. for connect leads. I deal with Josie and then David out in New York or my reps. And then I'm meeting J, uh, with JB and somebody else, the big wigs down here in, in July for a strategy. But no, if you what you have to do, though, because they're not going to do the legwork for you. So you need to go to Jarvis. You need to find the flyer you like. You need to customize it. Yep. You need to stick the flyer on an email and stick yourself a mailing list on that email and then send it over to your rep and say, can you mail this for me? Yep. Now they're a little funky right now. That has to be associated to some sort of event, but they will allow virtual as an event now. So put yourself a virtual event together and tag it to that virtual event and then they'll mail it for you for nothing. Yes. And Jarvis has a whole section for virtual uh, tools now. Well, you know, so that's, that's what, I, what I primarily do anyway. I'm just spread so thin, but I, I really want to get my Medicare built up. That's all I want to do in the next year or two. Ask them for Be Connected leads. For what? Be Connected leads. They're, they're United Healthcare platform leads. They've um, been horrible lately. Well, that is true, but if you get a list of closed leads, that oh, those are great, but they're, they're awesome. They're if you have those. time. If you have the time to dial for dollars, if you're willing to dial for dollars, if you have someone in the office doing your outbound telemarketing, 
and you get a list of did not reach, bad phone number. I mean, I know sometimes I, I close things out after two or three attempts, but if you, if you stay the course and try different times a day and you try, you know, seven to 10 times, you'll get a human. You will eventually get a human. I mean, we script out for New York. It's, it's, it's different because of the SPAP, but we script out how to call leads all the time. And if, you, if you're willing to dial for dollars at eight in the morning when the do not call, the timing opens and the timing closes, you'll, you'll get them on the phone eventually. It's worth it. It's a warm yeah. lead. You know, and then you tell them to invite their neighbors over so you're making a double presentation instead of just a single one. So lead multiplication. Well, I probably won't have as luck with the care as much luck with the carriers as y'all do because I don't do the volume of business that you guys do. But yeah, but if you want to do the volume, if you, if you if you show the hunger, the carrier reps are going to jump all over that. Yeah, okay. because they're all dying for business. You okay. just got to pick what you're going to do and who you're going to work with. I mean, and you've worked with several of them, so. You got the two best right there in Texas, Humana and United. So right, no, those are the two top ones. So listen, ladies, it has been really, really great. I guess we put Rob to sleep. He left us. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all so, so very much for coming on, being in the round table today. I'll see you again August 1st if it's not on a weekend, but we'll Thanks, figure Dad. it out. Between now and then, we'll figure it out. Thank you. Have a great That's evening. Good. good night. Bye, good night.